Hello, and welcome to another episode of Yes. That really did happen. I know there's been a bit of a pause between episodes. Um, no excuse other than just I had a hard time coming up with ideas of what to talk about. But then I came up with one, so we're recording. Funny how that works. So I was thinking, what could I do? And then I remembered something from my childhood as we were young and as I was young and my father loved to take me to museums which I really enjoyed going to so that was an excellent thing that he always did for us at one point we went to the museum in Charleston South Carolina the Patriots Point and one of the things that was on display there at the time, no longer is, but at the time, other than the aircraft carrier and the destroyer and the submarine, there was a nuclear-powered cargo ship. And I got thinking about that. I wonder what happened. Because I was down in Patriots Point, uh, it's 2021, I believe, was the last time I was through that area. And the nuclear-powered ship isn't there anymore. Well, what happened to it? Why was there a nuclear-powered cargo ship? Why aren't there nuclear-powered cargo ships today? With all the worldwide trade, you would think a nuclear-powered cargo ship would be very useful. Why aren't there any? Why was this the only one? Well, let's examine that for a little bit. So, the nuclear ship NS, instead of SS for steamship, it was NS, nuclear ship, Savannah was the first nuclear-powered merchant ship. It was built in the late 50s at a cost of about $47 million. $29 million of that was just for the nuclear reactor. This was an experimental ship funded by United States government agencies. And this was a peace through atoms. Yes, nuclear weapons are bad, but look what all the good nuclear can do. This was the 1950s. Peaceful atoms was the whole thing. So they built this demonstration ship. Now, this was not the first nuclear-powered private ship, or civilian ship, I should say, because... The, anything in the Soviet Union was government-owned, uh, and this ship was also government-owned as well. Uh, but for the first civilian, non-military nuclear ship was a Soviet icebreaker called the Lenin. And there were four other nuclear-powered cargo ships that were built. The Germans built one, the Soviets built one... Um, there was a tanker that was supposed to be built, but it was the United States government, and they decided that they weren't going to build this tanker with a nuclear power plant on it, so they switched to a conventional power while it was under construction. Um, and Japan, they built one. It ran from 70 to 1992 never carried any commercial cargo, and then was rebuilt uh, with a diesel engine in the 90s. 
Uh, in Germany, there's the Otto Hahn, built in 68 through 79, and then repowered with a diesel engine in 79. Are we seeing a pattern here? Uh, then there was the uh, naval ship Savannah, or not naval, uh, nuclear ship Savannah. There we go. Uh, I do know how to talk and what I'm talking about. Uh, there's the nuclear ship Savannah. It was built in the United States. It ran from 62 to 72. Uh, and then in 88, uh, the Russians built one. And it's still running. And my Ru I can't say this Russian word. Like, Savomorport. Uh, I don't know. Sorry, just can't say that. Um, so, anyways... Those are the cargo ships that were built. Just those four. Attempted to build five, but one was like, yep, yeah, no, we're not going to do that midway through construction. So, why, though? Why aren't we using nuclear-powered ships? Well, <laughs> there's a few good reasons for this. So let's look primarily at the nuclear-powered ship, the Savannah. Named after the SS Savannah, the first steamship to cross the Atlantic Ocean, they ran in service between 62 and 72. And again, this was all part of the Adams for Peace initiative uh, put in place by President Dwight D. Eisenhower. And it was a joint project of the Maritime Administration, the Department of Commerce, the Atomic Energy Commission. This was going to change shipping. Okay, so they built this ship. And it was a big deal. Um, it had already been working on nuclear submarines. Uh, we weren't too far off from nuclear aircraft carriers. Um, they built nuclear destroyers, they built nuclear cruisers, they built nuclear frigates. All of that, the Navy was just all into this. But, this was built to show peaceful uses of nuclear and atomic energy. The ship went in service, became the first ever nuclear-powered ship to dock in New York City. And there was a citywide festival called Nuclear Week in New York City. You know, let's hold that today. Nuclear Week in New York City. I don't think it would go over that well. And they demonstrated peaceful uses of atomic energy, such as food products preserved by radiation. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not on board with that. Uh... Applications for technology and informational and educational programs. The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, 1969, featured Nuclear Week in New York. <clears throat> yeah, it... Just one of those things, wow, okay. Uh, it, it just... Uh, yeah, this actually happened. So, Eisenhower desired this peace ship, and it's going to be the ambassador for nuclear power, ambassador for peaceful atomic energy. What could be better than this? And 
the whole idea was this was goodwill because they knew there was no way that this ship would be feasibly commercially viable because the engine was half the cost of the whole build. So they decided to, for optics, that they were going to design a special nuclear power plant for commercial use. So it wasn't a military engine in the ship. It was a full civil commercial use ship. And they decided to build this ship. So they went out and they got some naval architecture firm and they designed it it was the sixth large ship to have fin stabilizers to enhance the safety of the reactor and improve passenger comfort uh, and since the reactor occupied the center of the ship and required a clear overhead crane so that they could access the ship during refueling the superstructure was set far back in the hull so this made the ship look rather futuristic and rather attractive it is it is a very attractive ship it is actually still afloat uh for now we'll get to that in a bit um and so it was really sleek it had atomic age styling it had an atom drawn on the smokestack thingy which originally wasn't a smokestack because it was nuclear powered i mean this was just impressive it was it's 600 feet long 78 feet wide and can haul 21,000 short tons seven cargo holds a nuclear reactor compartment a machinery compartment so there are nine watertight compartments on there and then there are also uh, passenger accommodations because again this was more of a showpiece. So they were hauling passengers and they had officers' lounges and various things because they were hauling a bunch of dignitaries around and other people to show off this nuclear power. You know, and also being Adams for Peace, what else did it have? Well, it had a Raytheon radar range microwave oven, one of the first microwave ovens. They installed that in 1961. And this was just a real showpiece. Now, again, it was not commercially viable, but it was really a good looking ship and I have vague memories of being on the ship it was an interesting looking ship uh, although I was kind of scared at it at the time I will admit that because I didn't quite understand that nuclear was somewhat safe um, but we'll get to that too so the nuclear reactor was built to civilian standards so it used low enriched uranium um, and it was placed to allow access from above for refueling and it's a tall narrow cylinder it was um defueled in 1975 
And in November of 2022, finally, it was removed and taken to Utah for disposal. The nuclear reactor, they didn't know what to do with the ship. And this lies the problem with nuclear-powered civilian ships. Nuclear-powered cargo vessels, specifically. They didn't know what to do with the ship. They stopped sailing it in 1972. They took all the nuclear fuel off of it in 1975. And it was November of 2022 before they figured out what to do with the reactor. The ship has been maintained and has been mothballed and owned by the U.S. government this whole time because they didn't know what to do with the ship because of the nuclear reactor. They weren't going to sell it. They weren't going to move it along anywhere else. They didn't want anybody operating it other than the government. And they didn't know what to do with it after 1971. They just kind of moved it around places and moored it places where they could. And one of the places they did moor it for a while was Patriot's Point. Um, and then in 2008, they decided to put it in Baltimore. And it's kind of been hanging out there in Baltimore, and that's where they're doing the def defueling, and it's not open to the public like it once was. But again, they just didn't know what to do with it. And it was just the economics weren't there. And if you think about it, if you've ever been in any kind of port city, You've seen there are nice, brand new, shiny cargo ships. And then there are the cargo ships. You wonder how they are still floating. Now, imagine that those cargo ships, which were once shiny new cargo ships that are now ones you wonder how are still floating, were nuclear powered. Would you really trust them to be in port? And here in lies the problem with um, nuclear-powered anything. There are certain ports in the country, in the world, various, various countries, they're not going to let you dock a nuclear-powered ship there. Um, there... These things produce a lot of nuclear contaminated water. They had to they had to build a barge to follow the ship around because it could only hold 10,000 gallons of waste nuclear water, and they had to have a barge to pump it off to to follow the ship around anywhere in the world. 
so it wasn't real practical. Um, the design of the reactor, you know, nowadays they do have better designs that don't have these problems. Um, but at the same time, it it's just not good. Um, it, it, it's not good at all. Um, now, the plus side of this is this is very low radioactive, as we mentioned, very low radioactive fuel. So, the good news is, uh, by 2031, so really not that long, Not we don't have long to go, right? We got eight years. In eight years, they deem this ship will be safe to do whatever you want with it, and it will no longer be regulated by the U.S. government Nuclear Regulatory Commission. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... Yeah, that's good. That's good. So they, they they took the fuel off in 1975. As much as it pains me to say it, since I was born in 75, nearly 50 years ago. Uh, and by 2031, it's not going to be dangerous anymore. <sighs> yeah. Again, why did this not take off? I mean... This seems like such a brilliant idea. And uh, so then they they don't know what to do with the ship today. They, they really don't know what to do with the ship. And they just, they got no idea. <laughs> they got no idea. It, it was open as a museum uh, at Patriots Point, like I mentioned, in South Carolina. And it was there for um, quite a while, but it just never drew the visitors that the aircraft carriers in Yorktown and whatnot. And in the they put it there in 91, and by 93, it was time to dry dock it, and Patriots Point said, yeah, no, we're not paying for that. It's Nobody visits this ship. Just get it out of here. So then they took it up to Baltimore and uh, dry docked it, repaired the hull, made sure all that was good. And then they moved it to the uh, James River uh, Reserve Fleet. And uh, nobody had funded decommissioning and removal of the nuclear system, so it, it just kind of sat there. And then... Uh, they had to pay a million dollars to keep the ship afloat because it can't sink because it's got a nuclear reactor on board and it was full of mold and mildew and people couldn't get on. So they had to spend a million dollars to get it back up. Then they put it into Baltimore and they just kind of let it sit there. <laughs> um, it's also gone into Philadelphia for dry docking and 2019 and again millions and millions and millions of dollars have been spent keeping this ship from sinking because they can't scrap it because of the nuclear materials on it they can't sink it as a reef because of the nuclear materials on it and they just don't know how to handle it and this is just one ship one ship they had no idea how to handle and 
that's why we don't have nuclear powered cargo ships because we couldn't even handle one so as we try new initiatives new forms of propulsion trying to reduce the necessity of fossil fuels which is not a bad thing just remember whatever these new forms are the waste they leave behind is what is most important the waste that is left one ship 50 years no idea what to do with it no reason to save it no reason to re-engine it none of that they just have no idea what to do with it that's the food for thought for tonight i do want to thank you for listening and i hope you'll continue to subscribe and i hopefully will be able to upload these more often as i get better ideas for them you have a great day